Scottish phrase. Where'd you learn that? That is some Anglo shit that you, I mean, I, I just looked it up. I was, because you hear it all the time at New Year's and then it kept coming up and I was like, what's the deal with it? And it was just New Year's a couple of days ago. So I recently learned the truth behind it. Oh, it's a New Year's song. Yeah, totally. Oh. Because Old Lang Sign means time's gone past. It's sweet. It's, there's a poetry to it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like the melody of bag t- bagpipes kind of. Right. Like, I could hear it with bagpipes. I think that's kind of how it's meant to be listened to. Yeah, for sure. It's like listening to the Beatles on vinyl. You know, it just makes sense. Totally. I did learn it on piano, though, for New Year's and just kind of played it real casually. Oh, nice. Yeah, to myself. (laughs) To ring in the New Year. Yeah. Yeah, you had a good New Year's Eve? It was. It was just me and Hong, and we had a ton of uni, you know, sea urchin that we bought, caviar, like any money that we would have spent going out to a party or a hotel or whatever, we just like hung out inside and, uh, you know, just really enjoyed it. Cool. Yeah. So you probably watched the new year's countdown just leading right up to that. And, uh, it was, uh, <laughs> it was like the weirdest way I've ever rung in the new year. Oh my God. Do I say it? <laughs> I can always edit it out. Who even listens? <laughs> Stop. That's not the good. That's not the <laughs> attitude to have. I'm pretty sure I know what you all were doing. Let's leave it at that. Right. But it was the first new year I'd ever rung in naked. And that was that was a personal first. Like for both what, like that little baby, that little New Year's baby that like we were baby get New like Year, a little person to be naked <laughs> in like a diaper with like a, um, a sash. Exactly. Why is that a thing? Oh, my God. Because it's the opposite of father time. It's infancy. Yeah. The New Year. Oy. Yeah. Oh, right. And the you sash just... and the sash has the year on it. I don't know, Brian. I wasn't alive in the 30s when they did, <laughs> when they did this. When shit. they had father baby New Year come in and. Do a Charleston for everybody or whatever the fuck. Father, baby, New Year. Yeah, that was an I'd old. Be like, time. So, what do you do for a living? Like, <laughs> oh, you know, around New Year's, that's my busy season. I get a lot of work as Father, baby, New Year with this look, and then San- and then Coke made Santa marketable, and they lost all their jobs. All the Father, baby, Cook? New Years. A Coke, the Coca Cola in- uh, company lost all their Santa Clauses. No, they they basically made <laughs> the image of Santa Claus that we universally accept. Oh, really? Uh huh. It's that recent? Um, like kind of mid 20th, like early to mid 20th century. Yeah. Like that was kind of the time of. Well, yeah, I figured that if it's Coca Cola, but the red and everything, like. I think maybe like that shade of red, you know, that, like there's been variations of Father Christmas. That's why it's quote Coca Cola red. Mm. I like my, I like my Santa like in like a, in like a plum velvet. Me too. You know, like a like, German with like Santa. With berries in his beard, yes. 100%. A Belschnickel, if you will. <laughs> What's that? That is like a German Santa. Belschnickel. Oh, okay. It's a German Father Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I love that we've shoehorned both New Year's and Christmas into these opening little moments of it's our podcast. It's been a while, but I hope you're feeling caught up because I'm Brian Bogart. And I'm Julian Goza. This is the Guantanamo Bay's podcast, A Cuban Cousin Kiki. Been a minute since we've done that. Yeah. We've been apart for a while, <laughs> right? Spoken like like a Nicholas Sparks protagonist. We have because you're always such a crazy, <laughs> conceited bitch, and I'm there every day, busting my ass for you, like in the rain. I and... texted you every day for a week. Yeah, <laughs> instead of writing a letter every day for a year. Yeah, the, the stakes get lower the the more the years go on. You know, when, when it comes to romance. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Um, yeah, it's been a while. I went to Chicago and. I went to Urbana where my brother lives and saw his his beautiful home and got to hang out with his beautiful family. And uh, you want to talk about baby New Year, literal baby New Year in the family. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Rika. Enrica. Well, I guess it's Kika. Her name is Enrica. We're still figuring out her name. <laughs> which, and and her middle name is Lucille. Because mm-hmm. remember Nana, my dad's great, uh, uh-huh. my dad's grandmother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her name was Lucille. Really mm-hmm. sweet lady. Yeah. And and sharp is just cool. Yeah, uh, she was a cool lady. Lucille's and, are always cool. And so my my dad was like Ricky Lou could be her nickname, and my brother was like yes. That's and I was cute. like I love Kika, but I love Ricky Lou. It's super like Ricky Lou, don't touch that. You know? I'm I'm actually happy that your brother went for it as enthusiastically as he did because I don't know if if he's the kind of guy who's like 
wanting to like go country necessarily like Ricky Lou, you know, what what are you doing in that damn, you know, get away from that barn, Ricky Lou. Well, maybe Andre appreciates irony the way I do. I should also call him Andres. He's like, Mm. he's corrected it. Oh, really? Not he, not to me, but just in his life, he's changed it. That's cool. Cause it is know, cool. Yeah. I prefer it. And then I was like, should I go by Julian? Too much. It just feels heavy in my mouth. Yeah. Also, you know, uh, Andre and Andre, Andres Julian. with an S at the end, you can kind of look at that phonetically. To an English speaker, and we're in the U.S., like they see that J at the beginning of Julian, you know, like, I know. Good luck. Yeah. And, and it's not Juan. Yeah. 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 So that's just me being a contrarian at that point. <laughs> yeah. It's they, them, and it's Julian. <laughs> and I want you to pronounce the accent mark over the A motherfucker. You better accentuate that correctly. Yeah. You you look like you're still thinking about it. You're still like, mm, maybe though. I just love the romance of it. Oh, me too. Yeah. Dude, everyone... And the family always call me Brian. <laughs> That's cute. Yeah, Brian. which I liked. Um, shout out to our nephew Pierce, my sister's son, because mm-hmm. <laughs> he was awesome and I love him. Um, but I remember when his mom, when my, when Laurie, my sister, told our grandma that she was going to name him Pierce. He was, Pierce. She was like, yeah, <laughs> Pierce. Like, she had such a hard time with it. I was like, yeah, Laurie, like you did grandma dirty with that one. Yeah. That, that was, those are my mom's two rules. She wanted the kid's name to start with a B because my dad was Bruce. And I think she wanted to keep the BB thing going. Mm-hmm. And she wanted, uh, she wanted to be pronounceable in Spanish. So that left Brian. Brandon and Brian. Yeah. Brandon. Yeah. And my dad was like, I don't think either of those are Yeah, really. neither of them are. But my mom was like... Although I have seen Mexican Brian's with a Y. Mm, mm, sus. But, like, they're probably assimilated more? Like like uh, Mexican Brian's that you saw, like, in the Valley in Texas? No, mostly... It's mostly, like, a West Coast in thing. In L.A.? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah like, Southern it. California. Yeah, probably just, like, they've been in California X number of generations, so it's just, like... I don't know, like a Mexican kid named Cole might throw you off. But then but why not there. just go for the full eye? That's they're not they're not brave enough to try that yet. They're like, still dipping their toe. In I wonder where the y comes the from. Mm. It's it's a made up like Brian with a Y, and all respect to people named Brian with a Y. But it, it's do you not, know any? Yeah, not yeah. not like actively right now, but I have in my times. Yeah. Uh, but Brian with an I is like Irish for strong or strength. Brian with the Y is just like a concept. You know, it's I don't just... know. I mean, every name has a translation if you Google it. No, dude, not Brian with a Y. I've looked it up. Yeah, <laughs> I'm telling you, that's all. I, was I like, believe you. I'm grateful being Brian with an I for that reason. Yeah, I thought my name meant like celestial being, <laughs> and I was like, that's perfect for me. And then I Googled it again, and it was like, <laughs> I don't know, it was something super basic. Look it up. I am. We've got time before we get into the meat and potatoes of this whole thing. Yeah. What does Julian? mean what do you think it means it was like it was just vague i don't know it wasn't as close strong downy bearded sky father youthful okay there's a celestial element in sky father i do like sky father and i love youthful and youthful downy bearded what the fuck does that mean okay we gotta google downy bearded i'm like what is downy (laughs) like what they call me in an adjective context i only know downy the brand May refer to the name Julius. Which is derived from the Greek word Julius, which means downy bearded. What does that mean? Well, Julian, so I guess Julian is also, the meaning is also one that is derived of Julius Caesar. So I guess downy bearded. You think he was the first Julius? Not the first Julius. Okay. But but he popularized the name. Sure. Especially once they killed him. It's like, of course Heath Ledger's the (laughs) best Joker. And that's where the argument will stop. It's like, well, we have so many... Jokers to see. It's kind of like unfortunately. what happened, like the opposite of what happened with people named Adolf after World War II. It's <laughs> like that was once a pretty popular name. <laughs> no joke. So we had a neighbor um, at uh, like at when I first moved houses in Austin. His He went by Fido because the poor guy was named Adolf. Oh. And I used to think like how unlucky. And, and this is why I'm so fucking stupid. I was like, how unlucky that like he was named Adolf and then Hitler came around. But then I'm like. No, he was born after World War II. I wonder if his parents were actually Nazis. That's a fair question. 
or, or were like, they just they so done read a book, ain't they? Like, I was about to say, were they just so blissfully unaware of the world that they just <laughs> were looking through a name book? Like, Adolf, I don't see anyone named that. Wow, that's privilege. As they'd say in my <laughs> society in the individual class, that's privilege. I, uh, I'm having to do some preliminary work for this class that I start on Saturday. Oh, yeah? For psychology. And they just sent me like... Like, like a bunch of slave videos, like slave history. Yeah, and I'm like, wait, like I already, <laughs> I already did this. Well, you've done the work, like not just in school, but off the clock. Like you have put your time into. Like, I saw various... Twelve Years a Slave, okay, <laughs> twice. Yeah, you've you shown up for. I the showed up. Yeah. I went to a few Floydies. Floyd, Floyd. No, not bad. Not bad for a grant. You know. A, Guero, like yourself. Yeah, maybe let's cut the part where I call those protests Floydies. <laughs> well, let's just say it's a very specific brand of protesting that occurred in the wake of George Floyd. Yeah, fair. Yeah, it's just shorthand. You won't get canceled. Well, so the, so I had to fill out this questionnaire, and I, like at first, I come off as so unlikable, Brian. Like I re- reread it once, I submitted it, and I was like, she's gonna think I have borderline personality disorder. I mean, the craziest like, people tend to go to psychology school anyways. I want to read you a few. Yeah. Okay. Um, the question and your answer. <laughs> uh, I'll, you'll be able to tell the question by my answer. The cunty parts are you. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, let's see. What was this one, too? Um, yeah. How, how does your upbringing inform you or something like that? Um, or how does, how does your socioeconomic class you know inform this is not a question tailored for you to sound good no i know i said i have guilt about my social social class good start uh i grew up upper middle if they're making you watch slave videos that's probably a great opening sentence (laughs) but and with and with that came many advantages my early access to travel to cultural events and nice restaurants shaped my worldview for the better unsavory to admit I believe I have a certain privileged understanding of what it's like to operate in these more rarefied spaces. It's an education I can wield if I'm invited to an exclusive party or to an affluent friend's home. I'm versed in social cues that seem limited to wealthier circles. Okay, I think your why did I say biggest that? problem? That's kind of what I'm wondering. I'm like, how did you get from there to there? I'm like, okay, good. You seem to be recognizing a pattern and then you go and when i go to these fabulous parties i'm a real hoot and a holler with my knowledge of african culture during my time in ghana like, yeah well and then of course you don't have to talk about your exclusive parties like straight from that yeah you can go in a different direction i think the first couple sentences are solid and then after that maybe just go in a different direction but that is i'm not gonna lie jules Thank you for reading that. That was so <laughs> fucking funny. I know. I'm like, hopefully she'll see that I'm, if not enlightened, at least fucking funny. You know? Uh, are there any other highlights? Yes. Like, yes, please. So then we talk about race towards the no, end dude. and not, not necessarily like socioeconomic class, mm. but race. And I said... Um, As the Cuban-American <laughs> man who I mean, grew I, up culturally... Me- okay, I definitely... Why not? Why wouldn't um, you? One of the questions was, do you believe there are areas where you haven't come to terms with your ethnicity? I said, I don't believe that there are. I was lucky enough to be born to a Cuban immigrant who held on to familial customs and traditions throughout my childhood. They shaped me. Um, and then I go on to say, I have guilt around being white, but I've always thought the Latino side gave me a certain passion and flair that the white side did not give me. Oh, God. I realize it sounds oh, stereotypical Julian. to conflate Latinx culture with passion, oh, no. <laughs> but it's what I feel internally, and it's what I've observed from one family gathering oh, to the other. Oh, my God. From uh, one family gathering to the other. God. Sorry, Dad's side. I just don't see the joy de vivre on that side. I mean, it's just different. It's, it's different. different. Yeah. Because I do love them, and they're fun, but like, there's just way less intensity. Mm-hmm. So it seems like, am I crazy in I saying that? I think it's bad that I comment on it in the answer, maybe, because then it just put, puts an arrow to what I'm saying is disagreeable. Kind of, yeah. 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 <laughs> it's, it's like you're judging. You're judging, like, stuff that you can't control, which is the fact that, and stuff that your dad can't control, for that matter, that he's fucking white, and that that makes you half white. Yeah, but I you, also talk about that. Right, right. But, but in a slightly, dare I say, like, judgmental fashion. Oh, you know what? Because later on I say perhaps I have resisted the idea that I'm conventionally white. 
And again, these perceptions are in the eye of the beholder. To me, I'm not white. But to someone not white passing, I perhaps am. The pseudo-cycle babble. There's the impulse to apologize for it, to say, I know. But it ultimately would feel false because I can't change that side of me. So this is like an identity class or like an identity? It seems to be. So who am I to... Who am I to actually follow the assignment, you know? What, what, a, and just out of curiosity, what's like the, the class and the assignment? Um, just, just like, uh, just, just at, like, how, how did we get to these series of questions, uh, in this particular? Well, it's about how society shapes the individual. Uh huh. Yeah. So, hence all the slavery. Socioeconomic. Videos. And I can't factors. wait to say in class, like, I will never know what it's like to be black, you know? Yeah, yeah, totally. Like, so I know sl- slavery was horrible. I can't even comprehend it. You literally can't. How do I square that? Yeah. I don't know what it's like to not have my own name, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Like, and so the fact, like, I'm like, this is a fool's errand, sis. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm yeah. never going to see your point. <laughs> so I might as well be the flouncy. <laughs> aristocrat that i am right <laughs> yeah i mean the socioeconomic ones i really belly flopped i think i think the race ones were you a have the wherewithal more... to kind of when did you when did that hit you like immediately after you hit submit were you like mm, or or did you uh, go back and read it after dude there were th- 32 questions oh, that's a lot that's a lot so like my first one is about like but did my you go back and proofread it? my spirituality and religion and it was like two paragraphs just being like you know like everything is divine and like yeah. This podcast is just every new week you read an answer back of that <laughs> survey. I think every episode should be dedicated to us helping you with your homework a little so bit. So relieved that that teacher would probably have never heard of us. Oh, for definitely. This podcast. Not. Yeah. That's not the worst. Honestly, She's ensconced in. Well, if your teacher had heard of us, then honestly, you probably wouldn't have to go to school anymore. We would have been doing just fine. Yeah. Yeah. That, that should be a goal yeah. for you to get busted. Yeah. I want. I don't know how unlikable I came off on that, but hopefully not too. No, I found it comical. It, it's just <laughs> it just went in silly directions that I'm like, why is this the next thought that you went to? <laughs> well, you always wonder that with me. <laughs> I don't know if I'm the only one. Oh. My Mercury is in Aquarius. I'm an eccentric, out of the box thinker. You are. Next question. Thank you. <laughs> um, no, you are, cause I've always. I mean, shit, that's why we get along so well. Yeah, yeah. totally. We're both. We're good foils. Place. We're great foils. Best foils ever. By the way, I showed you this nice Louis Vuitton wallet that I bought back in October. I yeah. finally put all my cash in it. Good. I appreciate that you didn't ask me how much it was. No. Because I was going to say, like, whereas I'm out of the box, you're, you're you know. You think I look at everything Structure. dollar signs? <laughs> totally. <laughs> Literally, no. there's like maybe like a 10,000 hovering above my head. No. Or how no, much would it be to no, sell me? No, I wouldn't. No, no. no, but honestly, how much do you think it would be to sell me? On like what kind of market? Like are, are we doing this for? I, I think for, slavery. For Let's physical, talk about Physical it. labor or sex? Oh, or, I see. I see. You know, you you're can... right. I'm terrible at, at the first. <laughs> well, um, I just... Trying to trying to figure out what I'm what am I trying to get out of you? <laughs> like, wow, this is fucked up. Everything, you everything, multi-purpose. No. Oh God, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like you'd have to. I'm still young. Yeah, no, you you got your good age for it. <laughs> Price me, Brian. Okay, I I wouldn't even know what what I would have to do, and I don't even want to do this. But you would have to research what was the going rate for someone in your similar condition yeah and then adjust because i said 10 and then adjust for inflation but i don't think that's i think i'd go for more no no, no. I, I think it had to have been more man i'm a big guy i'm and, a big boy i don't know people are people like yeah. that's still i don't know How, that, that, the fact that you can, i'm like, just trying to understand what it would be like to be a slave <laughs> i'm doing all this for this class i'm like really just like take me there like does like, this physique warrant are you, <laughs> are you gonna try to get electrocuted watching history channel and hope that it sends you back in time <laughs> Is that a plot to something? Like so many things, you know. Like, like where they get electrocuted and sent back to time. Yeah, or just like they they ha- they they. Or fall does the car and... get electrocuted, Brian? And it's called Back to the Future. Well, sure. Or or like they fall asleep during like a, a history test, and then like in, in their oh, dream they sure. get sent back. Sure, in that's history. a very like even Stevens plot movie. Exactly, or, or like a wishbone, you know. Wishbone. Totally. Yeah, we saw a pretty old cut last night. We saw. A movie called Fresa y Chocolate, mm-hmm. Strawberries and Chocolate, Strawberry and Chocolate. Singular. Yeah, 
that that, that threw us for a loop <laughs> for for at one point. Yeah, but it's a it's a Cuban film that was nominated for an Oscar mm-hmm. for best foreign language thirty film years ago in ninety three. Yeah, released 93, 94 Oscars where it lost. Okay. okay, to a Russian film called Burnt by the Sun. Yes, um, but apparently the Cubans were really gunning for that Oscar, and there was and it's a queer storyline. Yes, and and you know a lot of people thought it should have won the Oscar that year. A lot of Cubans in particular, I think, is how the story goes, which, why not? But, fascinating film. Um, it's kind of, I think any film, especially one made in a country as isolated as Cuba, you always have to view contextually. And it kind of plays like like kind of a massive one-act play, like a long yeah, one-act. When I figured out that there was like a Cuban queer film mm-hmm. that had been Oscar-nominated, and it had been released almost 30 years to the day. And, ruffled, December, uh, and seemed 90. to ruffle the, the feathers of the Communist Party in Cuba. Yeah. Apparently. But just knowing there was queer cinema coming out of there got me all right, all f- hot and bothered. Yeah. Intellectually first and then physically once we saw it. Yeah. Um, in ways. Because there's some very pretty people in it. It certainly did. Yeah. And I we were curious to see how the politics of it would hold up. Mm-hmm. How it exists in relation to Cuba then, how it exists in relation to Cuba today. Yeah. I think it's a story we've seen a lot. So, I mean, there's different versions of the story and it's, you know, boy, uh, straight boy meets gay boy who titillates him and interests him and shows him like Western literature and music and kind of challenges Even though, him. yeah, I mean, gay is under underscoring i mean not underscoring it's uh underselling it's minimizing it yeah yeah, this was a full-on nance like the 1930s caricature like a gay guy in a kimono and not to say gay guys shouldn't be represented that way but it almost felt like he was played up so much because he was also a counter-revolutionary in the film Mm -hmm. whereas his the straight guy right his love interest is the is a pro communist revolutionary. Right, right. So I feel like it almost compounded his villainousness. That he was as flouncy as he was. Yeah. yeah. At least to like maybe a conservative Cuban <laughs> moviegoer. And this is also why I say, you know, this is a movie that has to be examined in this context because what other kind of representation was there of homosexuality in cinema? Really globally, to be honest, but especially in a country like Cuba, yeah. where even if the main character, he's like a, he's a good soldier for the revolutionary cause, but he, he also has questions about it, you know, so. Uh, and he, he ends up defending the gay guy. Exactly. To this guy who's trying to. Who's like a hard hardliner. Yeah. Who's like, you know, poor, uh, our, our protagonist kind of caught in the middle between his hardline revolutionary friends and. This gay guy with Western ideas, and and who then, reads Lorca and mm-hmm. yeah, and had a great apartment. And it ends up with him sticking up for um, his gay friend, and you know, kind of hoping for a better, more prosperous, and more understanding socially kind of times, um, you know, globally and in Cuba. Yeah, it also came about like going off of that at an interesting time in Cuba, where like they just established Senesex. Mm-hmm. Which is the Center for Sexual Education. Yep. yep. Which is huge. Yep. Um, Not yet. Oh, uh, gays were it had been allowed in the military, like, within the year uh, leading up to the, the release of the Yeah, film. they were quicker. You know, we were don't ask, don't tell, and they were pretty much open. Now, I don't think... I mean, they probably needed the, the I manpower, I was about to say, I, I think, I think uh, it's, it's just the bars lower, you know, in general. Well, and probably by then, their military didn't have to be as... Then this is total speculation, but because... The Soviet Union fell in the late 80s. But it didn't. Yeah, it didn't. So so as the Soviet Union dissolves, so does a lot of like Cuba's military influence. Exactly. Yeah. It, so, yeah, fair point. So it was just maybe a change in management or something. I think that also had a lot to do with Very it, Very likely. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, in, in the shadow of the Soviet Union's demise. And the film that it lost there to. There were these liberal Western things that were starting to happen in Cuba. Right. True. True. And, and continue to now kind of manifest it in this emerging private sector, which our uncle, Gonzalo, was just in Cuba, you mm-hmm. know, meeting with Cuban business owners. So, I mean, it's, it's kind of crazy. Progress in Cuba happens extremely slow, but it still happens. And a lot of times when you think you took one step forward, 
that you end up taking two steps back, which can be frustrating. But right. I do think it's with this current migrant crisis they have, it's it's inevitable that it's, I think ch- things are going to change sooner than later there. Yeah, I More hope than they so. ever have. Yeah. Because even comparing the cube of today to the cube in the film, it it's now just so much more there's it's more derelict it, it is more it is even more run down than it was in the early 90s you know because in the early 90s and that is of course because of the embargo like we always talk about that is part of that and i also think that the government could do more uh, outside of you know just the fact that they are kneecapped with the embargo i think the government could do more because the the citizens have no literal chance to fix any of their infrastructure problems because even if the government gives you free housing, it doesn't mean anything if you have to pay for the upkeep and they don't, and you get paid twenty dollars a month. But the reason why they're doing that, but the government isn't big enough to provide that for them probably either. Well, they're they're big on playing to minimums. We'll give you just enough health insurance, just enough housing. So but that again, you, don't you have die. to ask why. And it's probably because they. I don't know. I, I know. Mean, I know it plays a massive factor. I know it plays a ma- But Cuba is also to access to other economies. Like who's the hoarding the wealth there? Because you know it has some. Yeah. So you have to wonder that. Right. And I don't know. I mean, it's I guess so siphoned off from everything that we'd have a hard time figuring it out. But but that's you also know why those I think, cats are putting it in Swiss banks. That's also why I think the government could afford to pay a doctor more than twenty dollars a month, right? Yeah. When a box of chicken parts costs thirty dollars. Right. You know, and, and so you have these professors and literal doctors that that are living in in houses that are in, in worse that just continue to be in worse and worse condition year after year. Yeah. Well and hopefully now with the private sector opening up that'll all get better. Right. And going back to the the gay aspect of this film and comparing it to Cuba today, they did the uh we've talked about it, the family code. And they yeah. have something like seven hundred and forty five families. Um, that I guess are protected now from being dissolved. I don't know the exact why the list is there or what it counts. I guess the, so. The family codes, with what I know of them, were like a robust set of you know laws and guidelines. Uh, one of them, you know, kind of the, the landmark one being uh, Cuba now recognizes gay marriage as part of the family codes. But I think it also went a long way towards giving an updated definition of how Cubans can define families, which were previously, you know, stringent and traditional. Well, and not to mention this, this came out in 93, but it takes place in 1979. Uh-huh. So that may also be why the politics of it seemed more stringent in the film. Fair. I don't know. Right. That's not something we can measure from the outside, like how public opinion shifted around gayness. Uh, like in that kind of 14 year span necessarily. Yeah. I guess enough that that's... you could now make this film. Yeah, exactly. Which you could not have in the in 70s exactly. in Cuba. Yeah. And the article that mentioned that it was the 30th anniversary of this film mentioned a few other gay films. Uh, the first that it listed is called 10 city from 1980. So yeah, I mean, it was, it, it was, you know, pretty gradual. Well, I suppose that's relative, right? 14 years maybe is, is actually quite quick. I don't know in the grand scheme of this, but it really depends, you know, on, on how you measure social progress. You, you know, that could either be a long time or a short amount of time, depending on, you know, the context or, you know, yeah. Yeah. And Cuba, you know, as early as like 1961 was really cracking down on this and made that part of their, their whole vibe, man. <laughs> like, you know, like well, just Cuba persecuting you know, immediate, you know, in the years following the revolution, Shea and Castro did put gay people into concentration camps and there was torture, reeducation, execution. Um, this is absolutely something that happened. And then Cuba came down on its own red light district. Um, Night of the three P's as it's famously known because <clears throat> they went after pimps, prostitutes and pajaros. And voodoo practitioners, aka gay guys, bottles. just people on the street practicing voodoo. You know, we we have no place for you here. I know you read that to me, and you were like, "That's so funny." And I was like, "Why is that funny, Brian?" Like, voodoo practitioners are just as legit as pimps and whores and fags. It was just seeing them lot la- like we are in that all same children of God, honey. Category. 
it's because like you walk them down New Orleans, right? There's people giving tarot readings, right? So it's just kind of crazy to me that you would like be like, no, we can't have that here, you know, like on a federal level. Yeah. Like that's that's fucking like not funny, haha, but like tragic funny. Well, they were pretty. I mean, the Communist Party, especially at that time, was very anti-religious. Yeah, I know. So I would say voodoo practitioners fall under that and i'm no apologist for organized religion but but right to choose right you know you should be allowed to be yeah. religious yeah maybe you shouldn't be tax-free but yeah you can yeah. be a religious institution bae <laughs> not if you're gonna tell you people could, which you could way have to a cold vote. just don't kill anybody okay yeah go out to idaho do your thing but put you know on a what? toe ring che guevara and fidel castro they did kill people they did and people died Che Guevara, though, does have the, the je ne sais quoi of a movie star. I recently saw Goldie Hawn in Cactus Flower from 1969, and she had a similar... She has what I think Che has, a.k.a. just they're so telegenic. They're so photogenic. They look great on a college... <laughs> I don't know if there's a... Goldie Hawn poster in a college dorm room, but you could stop me anytime, Brian. Uh, I'm just seeing how far this goes. I'm, <laughs> I'm just, just like short circuiting in front of you. How the how far this Goldie Hawn and Che Guevara comparison? I goes. mean, if I'm able to sexualize George w, young George W. Bush, who's like a flagrant war criminal, let me sexualize like this like low key failed. But that was that was W. Before the Iraq campaign, you know, you can sexualize someone who hadn't yet invaded iraq right you wait you could said that you, about you, you said you could you could fuck a young george bush yeah theoretically this is a george bush before the iraq invasion yeah good point or is this good point yeah brian don't worry you you can you can jack off to people images of them before they turned war criminal <laughs> but afterward no dice yeah bush bush after 2003 unfathomable <laughs> i don't even know what to do with that rule um. <laughs> well it's yours explore it you know take it with you huh cool no <laughs> s- no further questions I your see honor the gears turning um yeah who's gonna be your first fap early obama <laughs> no i found obama hotter when he was uh in illinois you know as a uh senator oh, all right as the sh- yeah yeah he hadn't called any drone strikes yet good to go Wow. Okay. Wow. We could do what a, a whole episode of this. <laughs> uh, Basically, you can masturbate to any president before they become president. <laughs> After that, they instantly yeah become a murderer. Yeah, because they're complicit. Yeah. And then my wiener gets sad. <laughs> but I did find it interesting the whole idea of like the counter revolutionary and the revolutionary. Um, you know, our grandpa, or your padrino, uh, Rafael, and his brother Orlando. Same story. <laughs> they weren't, they weren't, you know, romantic. They didn't have a, a will they, won't they moment. Yeah. yeah. Which I'm careful not to say sex when we're talking about this movie, because that obviously never happens. There is sex in the movie, but not between the two male leads. There's a very like hetero voyeuristic gaze on the woman. Totally. It, it has that. A lot of titties. It, it has felt like Game of Thrones. 20th century foreign cinema thing where it's just like kind of gratuitous nudity at really random points just yeah. to kind of pass it off as artsy, you know? Whereas with these two, spoiler, it culminates in a hug, in a tearful hug mm. when they agree to be friends. And I turned to Brian just as the movie was ending and I was like, oh, like that was the equivalent of a kiss within this narrative and probably for the audience at that time that it's still, there is some sort of like release with it. It may not be as like climactic as a kiss, mm -hmm. but there still was that moment of contact. Maybe the fact you don't see it is what makes it more climactic. That's more implied, right? Yeah. And like subtextual. Right. You know, to which I turned to Julian and said, damn good movie watching Jules. Great observation. Um, and I felt the same way. So that was, I was like, and the movie ended right there. It's like this beautiful, energetic, embracing hug. And mm-hmm. then just black. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I had a hard time kind of suspending my own like Western, for lack of a better word, privilege when I watched it. Cause I was like, why does this gay guy have to act like this? And like, 
why can't they just fuck like animals for the whole movie? And it's like, oh yeah, context jewels, like it matters. Yeah, this isn't looking. Like this isn't HBO from 2020 or whatever the fuck. Like <laughs> looking. Yeah, like it's well, and and also okay, and, and here we kind of find ourselves in this moment where. You're like, oh, he's he's being portrayed in this this Nancy way, and I'm like, I get that, but this is still like 1993 Cuba, and uh, that's kind of the only way. If you look at globally yeah. at any interpretation of a gay person, it was and always... and it, 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 it and that begged the when I yeah when I actually questioned my thought, it was also like, who's to say there's a right way to be gay? Right. You know, yeah. I mean, look at me, I'm butch. You know, and I know how to chop wood. And... Yeah. I got um, a mustache. I got a mustache. I wear a Dickies jacket. Yeah, you do. You rock the fuck out of that Dickies jacket, it's, too. And that one's new. My mom got that for me for Christmas. No way. It looks exactly like the old one. <laughs> no, it doesn't, though. It's an upgrade from the model. Okay, and I'm it's, surprised it's an that you didn't Fine. catch it. Okay, jeez, jeez. You caught my haircut today, so I, I do, did. did appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, so I'm doing okay there. Yeah. Uh, the gay guy's also a sculptor in this film. And their, their statues looked like nativity scene figurines. Mm-hmm. I was like, come on, really challenge me. No, those sell like hotcakes in Cuba, man. Like the, No, you, but they, you were like, the they were like they were like occupying gallery spaces and stuff. Okay, that's just weird. Although at least in like the seventies New York scene, that shit would have been hard. Yeah, yeah. Nativity yeah. scene, like mm-hmm. plaster figurines. As high art. Yeah, meanwhile you have Donald Judd doing like the, the big wall shelves and it's very like minimal and like then you have these. I'd be, be furious like, just walking into that show. Like, you give me shelves and Jesus. <laughs> I gotta drag Chicago's museum for a second. Oh, please. The modern art was, like, kind of flat. Mm-hmm. Like, the modern art collection in particular was just, like, not hitting for me. Mm-hmm. I really liked, like, American paintings from, like, 1850s to, like, the 1940s. Mm-hmm. You know? You hate the latest. Them? No, I enjoyed them at the oh, museum. Yeah. They had a better selection of that than, like modern art from like oh, 40 to like contemporary yeah is it george hopper um he's he's just such a phenomenal art like i think he edward hopper that. was it edward hopper yeah and he uh, does the nighthawk diner it's those figures that are sitting in a diner on a dark night it's like yeah. a guy in a milkman hat yeah nighthawk edward harper or edward, Ed, edward hopper. hopper yeah yeah that's and, it and also had checked himself into like mental health um, is he from chicago I don't know. It's weird you brought he, him up because one of my favorite paintings they have there is Nighthawk right there. They have that in the Chicago Museum? Yes. Wow. Yes. And it's such a big museum and it was so well, touching. When you said um, American artist in that era, I was like, he was the preeminent one. You know, so I, that's, I, I was hoping that he'd have some stuff there. Yeah. yeah. Although it helped if I knew his first fucking name. But. <laughs> yeah. And Not so bad. You know, you don't have to know it since I know it, Brian. Thanks, Jules. You're welcome. Okay, going back though to, to the character like analysis. And and, and oh. I guess one thing, just something that I wanna conflate with maybe our modern lens and how we like look at characters now, is you had issues with maybe how the gay character was portrayed and you know, like I, I don't want like he had certain flaws that you didn't want him to have. And nowadays we do see a lot of characters, people of color, gay characters like queer characters as leads and also in a lot and they of cases, neuter them and they neuter them and, th- and they give them like shockingly few dynamic traits or flaws because like god forbid we think of them as human true right and i do love a nance right but when i'm talking like gay representation i'm talking like i want scar from the fucking lion king mm-hmm. like Make him homicidal. He's, he's, I want. He's a cartoon. I want the Dahmer Netflix show. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that's like that's like that that's concept really... gone to sour. Yeah, totally. I agree. I agree. But yeah, no, I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, but 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 I just remember you bring it up in the moment, and then I brought that up, and you're just like. And maybe that was also the actor's way of like ensuring that no one actually would think he was gay. Because I feel like if you play it with more nuance, people are like, "Oh, is he?" I would say, I mean, he might be actually gay for all we know, but I would say... I doubt it. I think he stayed in Cuba his whole life. But for that portrayal, being in that country... At least publicly, I don't think he was gay. Probably not. Yeah. But anyway, sorry. Keep going. No, but that portrayal, being from Cuba in that time period, I thought was kind of as good of a portrayal as you're going to get. Yeah, totally. And, and I thought he did a, I'm a not very gonna good job with I'm not in the mouth, honey. And I think that's the theme of this party here. <laughs> it's also interesting that the other character, the ego, is so righteous and liberally open-minded that it kind of whitewashes 
the party in a way and their legacy. Yeah, exactly. That's why I was kind of surprised that it ruffled the feathers of the party because it wasn't it was just like kind of gray area. We were just talking about the crown. This there I'm seeing some parallels here with like how they approach the politics of it for their audience, you know? Right, it's or kind of, for or for the authorities. It's kind of funny that it does, you know, like the crown would hate the crown given that I think overall it has a positive impact. Totally. Whereas, you know, same thing with this. Like I don't this didn't make me I didn't look at this and think, oh, the the communist government's evil. I just think like, oh, these citizens have a grievance with their government the way every fucking citizen in every country has grievances with their government. Right. And and maybe they're exposed to literature that makes them think a different way. But the idea that you'd even be exposed and titillated is enough for Cuba at the time to be like, no, 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 we can't do this. That's crazy. I know. But that's that's what it fucking is. Like, we've known this. This is why it's a one-party system. I hope it... I don't think it's like that now. We can only speculate from, from not here. Quite. Well, I'm sure you can make I a mean, more... I mean, I was ensconced when I went. Have you been yet? No. Not yet. But I'm sure you can make a more nuanced queer film now there than you could Most likely. I'm, definitely. And there's like a whole definitely. litany now of young filmmakers I'll that... give them credit for that. You know, yeah. I think that's a global thing. I think everywhere you, is, is easier to make a gay film... Well, I don't know about everywhere. Not. Just about everywhere. And I would put Cuba in that category. Yeah. And there there's apparently like a whole a whole new crew of young filmmakers that have managed to, you know, show up in international spaces mm-hmm. and place their films in various festival circuits. We move and shake everywhere. Yeah. Even though I don't think it's fair to The them. heart player on my cruise in Egypt was from Cuba. Really? That's cool. Yeah. yeah. That's cool as fuck. Yeah, well, have the, if the migrant crisis has proven anything, we are a mobile people. Yeah, we are restless. We keep moving, baby. Well, and, and you know, our path to Cuba was, like, as transplants. We were in Cuba for all of, like, two generations, our family. Yeah, so you know, true. So from... who are we to own that as part of our identity? No, I mean, we're lit- well, we're moving, you know. I mean, it's we're one generation removed, so that's close enough to Okay, me. this is giving, like, affirmative action on my application vibes like where i'm like yeah well of course you marked yourself as hispanic when you applied yeah i did yeah i also talked about that in my questionnaire how like i was like i don't like the word hispanic because of its colonial implications but that's the best word for what i am because it's like it's true they're like just check the box (laughs) (laughs) like there was no option for an explanation no this was like a you know short answers yeah um and i'm curious if certain if like when this was nominated for Oscars, if that vindicated people in Cuba being like, I told you, I told you it was Western propaganda. Look, fucking Whoopi Goldberg's giving them an award. You know, like, like with anything that happens, it's how people interpret it, you know? And I'm sure there were plenty of people in Cuba who like, Mira, like, yeah, fuck that movie. Yeah. Yeah. If the Oscars like it, I don't like it. (laughs) And I'm like, Hey, and then I'm sure there are plenty of Cubans who are like, dude, it's, fucking oscar nominated how cool is that yeah i'm sure there were so many cubans who felt that way yeah well it also took them like 13 years for them to air it on on television mm. which is crazy that it took that long because again it's like it's pretty... not even that fucking spicy and it's not that counter-revolutionary but again i guess that just shows how tight those parameters were yeah that even depicting a counter-revolutionary and a revolutionary getting along was like racy yeah yeah, so, you know, once again, the, the the Cuban communist government has lots of flaws, and cracking down on dissent and alternative lifestyles is among them. Yeah. Traditionally, it's it seems to have eased up to a bit, but you really can't ignore, like, decades of oppression of any alternative lifestyle. Yeah. You just can't. The year after, so it takes place in 1979. The year after that, 1980, there was a big exodus from the port of Mariel to the United States. Oh, yeah. The, um, what do they call those kids? We met some of them and we met more fucking Cubans in Egypt and they were, they were among these kids. Oh, really? Yeah. They were well, called. In, in that group, there were a lot of homosexuals too. And I think that's what they were alluding to because they were talking about him potentially having to leave the country in the movie. So oh. I wonder if they're gearing up for him. Oh shit, Brian! Yeah. That's exactly what it is. Wow, I forget what it was called. Uh, like I just learned about it from Gons and my mom. Whenever we talked to those Cubans, like, oh, you know, we came in the in the eighties wow. as part of this program. Yeah. Wow. You know, it's interesting that this article about a film, of course, led me to actually learning about Night of the Three Ps and and the labor camps and 
all of this shit. Like I, I, I thought know, I knew about the labor camps. Well, I knew that they were, I mean, I knew about it in theory, but I didn't know. I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know as much as I do now. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you're like a Red Cross person who visited a concentration camp and we're like, this is all good. And then later you're like, oh my God, I totally missed that. They have my their bad. shoes there, Brian. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's so dark. That is dark. It's so dark. Um, uh, labor camps are unforgivable. And that much I hope to iterate to my professor <laughs> after she reads my belly flop of a questionnaire. Say a prayer for the Uyghurs, you know, while you're at it. And what content? Oh, I see, I see. Yeah, as far as labor camps go. Yeah. And even here, you know, prisons. Prison is our version of that. That's 100%. so fucked up. Yeah, it's still labor. It's still, you know, there's just like the pomp and frills of a trial, you know? Yeah. How do we seize the means of capital and what do we replace it with? <laughs> uh, robots. Yeah, you robots. That sounds That's good. when I'm pro AI. It can't. It is smarter than us already, you know? Speaking of AI, the Diego, he should be scanned. That man was gorgissimo. Diego the, and the, the movie. straight, the straight one. That that movie had some eye candy. Yeah, the other guy was a little more like brutish. Um, like interestingly enough, the gay guy looked more masculine. Yeah, I'd agree with you. Whereas like the straight guy had more of like an angular face with like high high arched. I mean, really enviable eyebrows. We were yeah. both seething in our seats. <laughs> Admit it, Brian. See, we both wanted those eyebrows. Well, you know what? I don't have that coloring, so I don't see as much of like a fair. Yeah, like like whenever I see people with those Chalamet really kind of has your color. dark eyebrows. I think Chalamet's like he's darker. Yeah, he's darker. But I like whenever I see someone with like those jet black thick eyebrows, I never like. Damn, I want those because <laughs> I'm just like, well, my eyebrows aren't black. I'm know? trying so, to picture like Chris Pratt. He has your coloring. Yeah, yeah. Chris Pratt and I. I wonder if he has. I don't think his eyebrows are very thick. No, I, I beat him on eyebrows for sure. Yeah. Hmm. And not much else. But my. And they did not get hair. Speaking of redhead and and the and the ilk. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh. My kin. What are you gonna say about my kin? That, that that Prince Harry in the in the crown was was just so off for me. I thought he was striking and like probably and he is a good actor, but it just didn't make sense for that. They kind of did him dirty, but man, the kid who played Will sold the show. I'm just going to say it. Yeah. I'm just going to say it. Yeah. Um, but I I recommend the film overall just because it's such a cool... It's a time capsule. And it's a milestone for Cuba to be nominated on the, on the world stage for what's arguably, decidedly, the most prestigious award for film. Yeah, um, globally, you know. So I bet despite their inclinations towards or against the government, I bet that was a moment of pride for most Cubans. And uh, and we hadn't, like, checked the official results, but this was a Russian film that won in place of the Cuban film, you know, that year. And this was two to three years after the fall of the Soviet Union. And my guess was it had to have been one of, if not probably the first russian film to win a foreign language oscar mm. probably since the cold war is my guess but i'm in the sense that the oscars are always always political whether political within the academy or politically from an american standpoint or globally uh it really feels like that was a, a good year to give the oscar to russia as like a means of extending the olive branch so close after the Soviet Union was dissolved. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. And but of course, look where we are now. But yeah. Well, and political motivators have always been a part of the Oscars, which we will talk about in depth. It's going to be March 10th, Brian. I hope you're at my Oscar being Peggy. I, I always am whenever okay, cool. I'm in town. Uh, yeah. I th I yeah. Last year town. you were somewhere else. I think I was in South by uh, in Austin, which I actually might be again this year, but I'll try to make it. Um, well, I would love if you did. We are going to be talking about the Oscars. We're going to be talking about a whole year's worth of stuff as the year goes on. Yeah. And, I'm uh, excited for that. But in the meantime, check out Strawberry and Chocolate. Fresa y Chocolate. It's on YouTube. It's subtitled. The quality wasn't great. It's not, but it is free, so you get what you pay for. Well, it's not online. I would have actually – I would have loved to have given whoever the production company is like mm. a cent – Fair. But it wasn't online. But I mean, besides YouTube, so, so yeah. check it out there. And and we could talk about some other gay shit, like my new wallet. 
Okay, sure. Um, you want to talk about? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, but but I did have another gay thing to talk about. Surprise. Oh, oh, there's a news item. I suppose there's a news item. Okay. I guess the wallet could be my gay physical item of the week. Right, Julian it's, got a new Louis Vuitton wallet. Yes, we'll and post it's a like photo of it. orange and dark blue that came out of my savings back in October. And now that I'm in more austere times, uh, I am going to yeah enjoy that as like you know an emblem for my for uh, yeah. <laughs> Time's gone by. Time's gone by, and I don't know. It's a charged-up wallet, and I'm ready to get more stuff in it. Oh, wow. Look at that. I've never heard you say that before. So <laughs> I mean in a philo- philosophical I know, I sense, know, I know, Brian. But I, I've never heard you. I'm looking to fill my wallet. But that's like the closest to a rap lyric I've ever heard you iterate. Shit. Yeah. I, I've rapped. Okay. And I'll be sure to tell my teacher that. <laughs> On your survey. On my survey that I already sent. When I rap at these various parties that I go to. <laughs> yeah. Being the only half person of color at this party. <laughs> uh, People often turn to me for amusement. <laughs> I, I guess resent. you could say I, quote, spit bars, end quote. <laughs> um, so you have a gay news story. Yes. Me. There was a teacher in South Korea Uh-oh. who, I didn't have to say it all colonial like that again. Like, God damn it. Was was that like a, an English colonel who's like, I visited the Orient. I was trying to do the queen, but yes, I mean he is I, he is of her. I helped you know bridge that gap for you. Thank you, so thank you. I'll thank get you. the heat for thank it. Thank you, because obviously there was British involvement there as there was everywhere. But South Korea teacher showed her second grade students get me started the choice of on music video. Where he's like with a bunch of greased up, really gorgeous, but all pretty hetero, um, like, uh, what's the word? Not homogenous, hetero, heterogeneous. They all look the same. Okay. They're all skinny uh, and homogenous. toned. Yeah. Homogenous. They, they look homogenous. Okay. Yeah. They were homos and they were looking homogenous. They were homogenous. Yeah. They were homogenous. That's fucking yeah, funny. Thank you. Um, homogenous, and the little kids loved it. They were dancing. They were matching the choreography from the music video and doing it at home. And then parents inevitably freaked out. And now, of course, the teacher's being reprimanded. I also forgot until my dad reminded me during the holidays. I don't remember why. This it's just up. refreshing to see America not be the only one fighting this culture war. <laughs> totally. I know. Totally. Well, and apparently South Korea is Christian, which. It is. <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah. Very Christian. I don't know what I would have guessed. Yeah. Then um, would be. But, but also, but at the same time, like, um kind of more liberal in terms of their values but liberal in asia is still pretty conservative as far as americans are concerned totally yeah well that's something we have to keep in mind when we like death spiral over trump and everything is like we are fundamentally a very liberal society and yet i don't know it once again it's perspective and there's so many there's so many contradictions kind of globally yeah well it's it's also liberal to be reactive because that's no longer conserving the 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 you know the line yeah. So we're such think... a reactionary society that either way is liberal. Do you know what I mean? Sure. Like being a conservative in a way is being liberal because you are kind of. You're still like my life, my rules, you know? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Which is fucking liberal. Um, free speech is liberal and it's amazing. Yeah. Um, and it's a can of worms at the same time too. Um, for sure. Uh, so so, what happened with these students? I don't think there's any resolution. I mean, the, the real story is that they were learning the dance. <laughs> so I this is supposed to be a cute that. story. And it's and and this seems like worthwhile political change that these dancing choice of on children are you know in a way a gay film from Cuba nominated for an Oscar. Totally. Yeah. I'll I'll ride Let's that close train. that circle. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like they are both steps towards a more progressive society. Society. You really thread the needle on that one, cuz. <laughs> Thanks. You yeah. you walked me through it. <laughs> you were the Blind. Philip to my queen. Blindly before the I blind walked there. out of the church. Yeah. Uh, go figure. We were supposed to talk about this Cuban movie. We ended up talking about the Crown. Brian, we're so. I just bad. I just finished watching the last episode. Oh, you finished? Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. I fucking came in here like a hurricane last night, being like, pause it. No, it's okay. I, you can only watch so much of it at a time. Also, it just came out. Yeah. 
It's fine. I needed something to watch while I worked. My mom and I saw it together. It was really nice. I know. That seemed cute. We, like, binged it. I feel like we saw it all in one fell swoop. Nice. Little, yeah. Had your mom watch all the seasons? Yes. Up to that point. Because nice. we'd started it together what? September of last year. So as... Oh, really? That was when you first saw it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Wow. I know. That's actually, in a way, less... Uh, touching no, but still good. it was a journey and it yeah. happened yeah and i don't know it was it was sweet um yeah well, did you have anything for me no i think uh for moi? i think i think we're good we really got into this movie i'm proud of us for doing our homework we did i we would did. like to see the other films listed in this article Mm-hmm. And maybe we could just do like a roundup review of all of them. Yeah. If we are so inclined, I'd also love to talk a little more at some point about night of the three P's. Well, you know, there's a lot of stuff that happens. I know you don't want to make it super gay and will continue to happen in Cuba. But who says that? Well, um, I mean, sometimes I feel like we're a little too gay, but this was perfect because mm-hmm. it was Cuban. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it was gay. There's plenty of overlap. No, it's, it's okay. I'm okay. You don't want to talk about NFL or anything? How are you doing? (laughs) I actually don't want to talk about Oh, no. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. It's okay. Lost money on the big game. Oh, hardly. Hardly. Do we know yet who's performing in the halftime show? Yes, but I can't remember who it is. I think think it was someone, but then they dropped out. Um, Google it. We've got time. See, we're talking about football. Although Julian, the, the halftime it. show is hardly football. Yeah, I know, I know. You, you took talk. the gayest element of football. Usher. Usher. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Why not? Who did he replace? I feel yeah, like he replaced yeah, yeah. someone. Next thing I knew, she was all the bombies. Right. That's the only Usher song I know. Is that embarrassing? A little bit. Usher replace. Maybe he didn't. Maybe he didn't replace anyone. Football. <laughs> I should know he was uh, not first choice. So who, who was? was? Disappointed that his announcement was overshadowed by Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey. Uh, no, but uh, he was wh- headliner. Who was the first choice? Oh, Taylor was at. So Taylor Swift was the first choice, but was but turned it down. Oh man, can you imagine if she blew up her boyfriend's spot that much, like from stealing know. the spotlight not- <sighs> and then performing in the halftime show in a game that he himself might have even been playing? I'm so up to here with talk of Taylor Kelsey. I can't. No, I if can't. you're sick of it, think how sick I am. I know. I'm sorry that's it's infiltrated okay. your viewing experience, it's Brian. It's fine. It's part of it's part <sighs> of my white punishment. Yeah. A- anytime something annoying called, happens to me, I'm yeah. just like, I deserve it. Yeah, I mean, but it would, but it isn't reparations because Taylor Swift is winning. Can a brother get a lap dance? Like, that's just how I feel, man. Dan, if you do, Dan, if you don't. Oh, I, I mean, I'm saying. Yeah. I love my black roommate. I got back from. Um, oh, shit. He's he's sticking around. I believe he is. Okay. And he. Uh, he uh, I came back and I was like, I was missing my roommate. And he was like, and he goes, I'm saying. And I was just like, I love <laughs> I you. I am saying. I am saying indeed. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I want to meet him so because you you've only said nice you guys could probably him. talk about football forever. I'll bet. Yeah, he seems like he seems like honestly my kind he's of an dude. Atlanta boy. So yeah. talk about the Falcons. Okay, great. talk about the Eagles. Oh wait, no, the other bird, the yeah. Hawks. I know, I know uh, the Atlanta. Brian likes football, don't you, Brian? Yeah, I like football. Is it's there like, a Falcons football team? Really? Yeah, that's the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah. Uh, oh the, shit, I was the, right. You were right. Oh, then who are the Hawks? So they're the Seahawks of Seattle. And then the Eagles are in Philadelphia. I knew the Eagles. Okay, so there are no Hawks. They're just Seahawks. They're, the, the Seahawks, yeah. Hmm. But not just Hawk. Yeah. There's I no... do like the idea of a Seahawk, which shouldn't surprise you. No. As a maritime bay. Yeah. Also read The Wager over break. I've never read it. It was on Obama's uh, post-war criminal career uh, reading list. Li- reading I, I list. did see I did see he had a reading list. But it's like a stuff. shipwreck that happened in like the late 1700s. It's like classic Muppet Treasure Island shit, but a real story. And um, I love that. And then they, they all were able to return and there were trials that were had to figure out who was telling the truth and all sorts of good shit. It was a fun read and it was like 280 pages, The Wager. Nice. By the writer who wrote Killers of the Flower Moon. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I'll shut the fuck up now. I see the timer clicking. No, it's okay. Um, once again, we're chilling. I could always edit around this. Yeah, but we are approaching an hour, so that's probably about the right time to wrap yeah. it up. And 
wish everyone a happy and a healthy new year. We're yeah. so excited. Let's get this bag beach. Let's get this bag. Let's stuff this wallet. From the Guantanamo Bay's podcast, I'm Brian Bogart. And I'm Jaleen Goza. Thank you, and good night. Buenas noches.